0: Welcome to Pure Podcast. I'm Mike, and this is Orlando, and we are in episode fifty-one. Yeah, this is legit. It is legit. That's and how we roll. You 51 know Fifty-one episodes. <laughs> Boom. Fifty-one. It, it, That's how we something, do something special. That's how we do <laughs> something special about episode fifty-one. I don't know what it is. I'm not gonna go nostalgic this time, but I will say it is exciting because Mike and I have. I think we're going to change up the format a little bit in a few episodes, huh? Yeah,
1: so we we a couple of things. Did you notice, w- did the podcast thing get fixed where something show up in like an unknown season? You did know we- what?
0: I don't think it's it's fixed. So first of all, those of you that listen to us on iTunes, we're sorry. We we try to fix that. We If you have no idea what we're talking about, whenever we release a new episode, what ends up, end up happening is that that episode ends up like at the bottom. Like you have to keep scrolling. And it's not a, a preference thing like on Spotify. It's a preferencing, Like, you change your preference. I want to see the new one first. On iTunes, it's really hard for us to kind of choose. Now, Mike did fix it. Yeah, I fixed it. So, he fixed it. So, if you've had trouble on iTunes, season one, episode 50 is at the top. What we had before is we had this, like, it would go under the unknown episode section. We'd have no idea, like, how to fix it. So, yeah.
1: people would say, like, you haven't released an episode in a while. And it's like, no, we have. We have. You just have to look for it. So, now that's fixed. but. Um, that being said, as we're coming up close to a year of having our podcast, uh, we're probably going to call our second year season two. And season so, season two. two, we might
0: be changing the format a little bit. But we still got a little bit. We still got episode fifty-two and fifty-three.
1: Yeah, we released two episodes the the very first week. We we dropped our so long. Podcast. Ago, I totally
0: forgot about that.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, so that first week we dropped two episode one and two released on the same day. Um, I think part of our rationale at that was like, you know, why did we do that? I, I think we. It 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 made a little bit more. I think confidence of the fact that like, hey, these people have two podcasts. So or like, it must if one be legit. failed,
0: or if one failed, the other one maybe people would like. Yeah,
1: maybe. So, uh, but yeah, so um, we're coming up close to our year here, and then uh, we got some exciting things coming up next year with season two. Don't worry if you like the long form podcast; you're still gonna have that. If you love all the, all the content, still gonna be there. We're just hoping on bringing you more content. Okay, so more. we're not taking like, anything yeah. away. We're not we're not gonna and if you have ideas or suggestions, send it to us. I uh, can't promise that we will take them all because it's impossible to 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 do everything, right? But we, we will do. do the best we can to provide the best uh best show that we can. So. so stay tuned. And
0: uh we're gonna do something different that no other reselling YouTube or podcast has done before. Ever. Ever. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. That's I don't how, know how well. Groundbreaking can mean it's a fail, or groundbreaking can mean it's innovative. So yeah, we'll see what it's happens. Be good, but it's gonna be groundbreaking. So yeah, here we go. All right. Well, cool. How's the uh, how's the last uh, week or two been for you? You know, it's it's been good. Uh, in the sense that, you you, it's one of those things where you know I went through my whole whole first year full time, right, and I learned a lot. I keep saying this, like I thought I knew what I was doing when I went to full time. I did not know what I was doing. Ooh. Um, wait, wait what, where are you going? here? I'm interrupting
1: because wow, I didn't even get started. I know, but, but I got to interrupt because, um, I, I think you mentioned, you might have a quote to give this week, I do. Uh, but, but I had, I had one that I was thinking about. I'm like, I'm not sure if it'll fit in. Uh, and here it is. It fits in right, right here with what you just said. Okay. Uh, there's a, a famous economist who made a, a whose, whose quote was this, it takes incredible intelligence to admit how much you don't know. Agreed that's something so, that affect that it's or, I, hu, or humility or yeah, yeah. I, like I I agree. It, it's so, uh, so basically, yeah, you don't
0: know anything about, uh, reselling continue,
1: oh, the, but okay. you're wise to recognize that.
0: Well, here, here's what happened. So I had shared this before, like I went full time in the middle of summer, but I didn't know how to get through the summer kind of slowdown. Right. And we just did a whole podcast on slowing down the summer slowdown. And we had talked about like some things, right. And so, we had mentioned that some of this is theoretical, right? And, you know, we had talked about sending offers and we had talked about selling hard goods and we had talked about diversifying what you sell. We talked about you're gonna have to work harder than you've worked in previous months. And, you know, it's kind of weird we talked about this. We're finding that what we discussed actually does work. That's a good thing, right? I know, and we thought it was gonna, we knew it was gonna work because we've done it before. But it's actually working
1: yeah it's it feels good right I mean it would it'd be terrible to come on and, and we're real you know what I mean like I, I don't feel like we've ever we've admitted our failures we admit well, we're not we're not perfect we're not um we we make decent money doing this but we're not millionaires off of reselling no right so so we we recognize our place um uh, but it would be it would have it would have been a bummer to have to have come on an episode or two and say like you know what we've done all the things we said for summer slowdown we're still experiencing it help us right but like luckily like like you said like We put into action the things we talked about. And so far, the beginning of summer,
0: doing pretty good. So, and that's the thing. I mean, we could two weeks from now go like, things are terrible. We did everything. Right. But, you know, for instance, I had, I had that. Remember for so long, I had said, eBay, where's the send offer button? And they finally gave it to us. And it's amazing. Yeah, it is. But I haven't been, I wasn't using it for a little bit. Like I wasn't using it, but maybe sending five offers. So... You know, before the podcast, remember I told you I wanted to experiment and see how this goes. So I had, I think, 180 eligible send offers. So in one day, I sent them all. Next day, I had like sale after sale after sale after sale. So every day before I go to sleep, I will send an, I'll, I'll send all the offers, mm. all of them. And I don't send like huge. I'll send maybe, you know, if it's under $100, bucks, it will be like $5 off. If it's over 100 maybe $10 off. And sometimes it's those items I'll get like a counter, or maybe somebody else will jump in and accept that offer. So that has helped. Listing hard goods or listing differently has helped. So, for example, you know, I had talked about the Bose systems last time. Now I'm selling like different things. So, here, let me share. I'm just going to go to my eBay real quick. But, you know, some of the things I've sold, like I sold some Harley Davidson collectibles. Nice. Right. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. I've sold. Swimming trunks, oh, but these weren't used. Okay, <laughs> new attacks. New, my, but this is a pair that had, I paid like five bucks, had been sitting for like all year, and I listed it for 65 bucks. I took an offer of 40, but it sold. And now within two hours, it's sold. Nice. Right? Uh, I sold a Greek fisherman wool hat. Nice. Right? Something different. I've sold cologne. I've sold, I mean, all these different. I got my train sets that I'm listing. I sold a Flowbee. I sold uh, uh, is this kind of, it's called the Frost River. That's the name of the company. But like this bag that I had, I posted it on my Instagram for $8. I had been sitting in one of my totes and it sold within 24 hours for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that, you know, you got to think differently, right? The reason I didn't list some of these things is just, I just didn't want to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I feel that.
1: There's certain times where it's like, there's you're you're excited about listing some items. Some items it's it's a drag and a drain to list, but that's what you need to do. That diversification is what allows you to reach out to, to a wider market and and to get those sales when you know your specialty items might not be selling.
0: Yeah. And I want to say all this that I'm not doing saying this to brag. I'm hoping to motivate you guys because you know, a week from now, I could go three days without sales. Yeah. Right. But what I've done is I've gone into my totes that I haven't looked into. Maybe six months, maybe a year. Things that aren't even listed? That aren't even listed. You've got that kind of inventory reserve. I do. These, these are these aren't like inventory reserves. These are kind of like the attic.
1: That's crazy. Let's
0: call it the attic. Right? Where you put it like it's like for it's family stuff or something. You put it away that, you know, maybe you'll open 20 years. That's what some of this inventory's been. Yeah, that's that's pretty intense. I know, but and see I I'm at a listed.
1: place I'm at a place right now where I've got um I've got a lot of items like to list. I've got quite a bit of, I I don't want to call them death pile because I'm trying to be strategic about my listing. Uh, So I have, I've had several really good thrift store days where I've filled up my car. I've got all of the department 56 items that, that I need to list still. I've got so many items to list, but every single day I'm going out and I'm listing five items in the morning. I go to the gym, come home and I list five items. Discipline right here. Discipline. Trying to, uh, list five items. And then I go out and my goal is to source at least five items. Right. Because then this idea is like, I, I have a constant revolving door. And so that's 35 items a week. And then there's some days where I'm listing more and some days where I've never been under five, but that's, that's like my minimum list five. Uh, but if I go to thrift stores for a couple of hours and I'm only find two items, I don't stress out because it's like, okay, but I have more items that I can list. I can still list those five. Um, but I'm trying to be strategic and not just list 50 in one day, even though that might, that might benefit in one way, but it doesn't
0: guarantee over the summer that I'm going to have
1: activity every
0: day. Okay, I see what you're saying. No, I, I will say you should be listing every day. Like, if don't go on a you know on a listing spree of hundred items and then not list for six days, you will see sales hopefully. But yeah, every day is a consistent thing.
1: And I wonder what that right number is. Like, i I'm, I'm, no I did idea. I did five items this week. I think next week I'm going to try seven. I I'm think going to it's see if 15 there's
0: 15 to 25. A day? A day.
1: Okay, so I, I need, I'm i going to increase quite a bit then. We'll try 10. We'll, we'll go from five to 10, because that's still a lot. Like if you think about over the 10 items a day over the course of a week, that's 70 items, uh-huh. which means every week I've got to not only list 70 items, yeah. but inventory. I've got to source 70 items. And you start to run out of room. You start to run out of locations to source. I mean, because some weeks you go out and garage sales are fire and you find 70 items in a couple of hours, um, and then that's your whole week's worth of inventory listing. Some weeks you go to garage sales and it's three items and you go to thrift stores and it's 10 items. And it's like, well, I got 13 items this week. So you, it is good to have some kind of inventory reserve, but man, years worth. That doesn't sound strategic at that point.
0: But I'm almost caught up. That's good. I'm so, proud I mean, of you. I'm probably like 50 behind, but that's good. Well, at,
1: at, at 10 items at 15 items a day, like phew, that's a couple of days. You're good to
0: well, no, I know. And another thing is I have a helper too. So this is not a one man show, but. My helper has just been flying through stuff, and and she's been awesome. So my goal was to get my listings up. Now I do want to share the quote of the week. Let's hear. So it. It's not for me. I thought this was great, and I think it ties into summer slowdown. So this is from Uptown Scarlet on Instagram. Again, Uptown Scarlet with two T's at the end. And the quote she shared was, "Expect nothing, and you will appreciate everything." And I I thought I think that relates really to summer slowdown because. Here's the thing, I'm not going to expect sales. I'm only going to expect that I every day will be consistent and list and source those items that I believe will sell in the summer. And then, as soon as sales happen, I will appreciate those sales. yeah,
1: no that and that kind of reminds me of some of like i've I've done a couple of quotes from the the famous stoics, um and I think that's that's although I don't agree with like one hundred percent of all of their philosophies on life, like I think they have a lot of wisdom in in this idea of. There's a lot of things in life that you can't change, right? And so there's no point stressing over other people's actions. There's no point worrying about the weather. There's no point worrying about, you know, whatever lot in life you've been given. Like there's certain things you can't change. So worrying about them is just pointless, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think that, that that mentality of like, don't expect in that sense, instead just kind of be like, okay, I can't worry about things I can't change. So all I'm going to do is worry about the one thing that I can change and affect. And that's the things that I impact directly.
0: Agreed. And then, you know, enjoy it. I mean, know that, hey, your hard work paid off, right? And so the hope is if you don't see sales right away, maybe you'll see them in a, in a few days. Or maybe this is something that you're going to end up reaping in quarter three when you're like, hey, I really hustled. Yeah, sales are still kind of slow in the summer. But wow, am I getting a ton of sales now because yeah, of all psh- that time I uptake. spent? It'll so be good. So that that's pretty much it, you know. I've I've just been I've been doing a ton of eBay. Just yeah. What about Poshmark? Crazy. So yeah. So here's the problem. You were gonna list like somebody even called you out, out right? What did.
1: What they call you? Uh,
0: um, I <laughs> It's one of the YouTube comments. Yeah. It was... it was pretty much like I was adverse uh, to to doing any kind of Poshmark. Which here's what happened. Okay, no excuses. I failed. Okay, I failed.
1: Did Poshmark fail you by not giving you sales or did you just no, not no, no anything? I just
0: didn't list it because I saw. How
1: about this? I'll help you yeah. list. I'll help you list tonight. Before you leave, it's two minutes. We'll list an item. Okay. And you'll feel good about it.
0: But here's the re- Okay. But here's the reason why I didn't. And the reason why I didn't was because eBay was working. So I'm like, why am I going to switch gears if right now I know that eBay is giving me sales? Like, why am I going to do that? Like, why not put all my efforts into eBay instead of... Here it goes. Uh, stub Posh Burn. Someone stubborn who won't try posh. Stub Thank posh you, burn. Amy Lee Monroe on YouTube. It's good stuff. That was, that, it's so true. I'm a stubborn guy, but eBay was working, so why am I going to stop? Yeah,
1: I get and, and when you're at a place where you've got um, items that you haven't listed in years and you're still busy on eBay, I can see where it's like, okay, you don't necessarily need to reach out. Um, but, but that's honestly not where a lot of people are in the sense of they, a lot of people want to continue scaling and growing and, and Poshmark is a great opportunity for that. So I, I just think it just depends on where you're at. If you're at a place where no you're No though, I failed. Yeah, I, I think, I think we need to make sure that the, uh, the word of Pure Hustle podcast is, is important. And that when we say we're going to do something, I'm just yeah, shaming you right. right now. No, you're right, you're right. To I don't me, shame, shame is though, a very but, powerful weapon. No,
0: no, shame doesn't help anything. It's a motivator. It, it, shame does not, it motivates me not to do things. Really? 100%. All right. Well, if, if,
1: if your integrity
0: doesn't mean anything. No, no, to. my integrity matters. So I will list on Posh and the next See? podcast. motivating. No matter, no, it, it's more like <laughs> uh, integrity matters. Shame doesn't matter. Integrity does matter. Yeah, but see, I'm going to use shame to call but it But this integrity. one was, I think this was something that was placed on me. Now, I did say I it. No, no, would you it. said it yourself. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, you're right. All right. Yeah. That's okay, though. We all, we all, uh, not everybody is perfect. That's, oh, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. All right. So, yeah, I will, I'll take care of it, Mike. I'll have 10. I'll even throw some hard goods in there. If just they're, if just they're, to test it out because yeah. Poshmark right. is doing hard goods now. So, why not? will be good to go. All right. Tell me about you. We've been talking about me way too much. Oh,
1: man, so much to tell. Um, I know one of the things that I, I i don't know if our listeners are are super interested in or not, but um, the fifth wheel living, right? Like yeah. the downsizing, moving to a fifth wheel. Uh, it's moving forward. In fact, yesterday we got the call from the place we're buying the fifth wheel from and our fifth wheel has been delivered. Nice. So now we're going to go in, fill out all of our final paperwork, and then next weekend we are picking it up. So that means this week, one of the things I have to do, because we're we're putting it on a, a plot of land on my my in-laws property. And so we have to rent some tractors and like bulldoze some areas and move a bunch of bushes and, and, and some stuff. So it's going to be a lot of work. Uh, I'm going to try and get as much of it done as I can on Thursday. And then that way on Saturday, we can go pick up the fifth wheel and just park it on the lot. So, yeah, so we're super excited about that. I mean, it's 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 really bizarre. We've actually already started selling some items inside of our house, um, like furniture. So now we don't have a dresser, oh, really, in my bedroom, That's a a deal right now. It's bizarre, right? Like like, so you have death piles of your own clothing. It's so weird. Like and because I, I mentioned it before, like when you downsize like this, um and there's like a hard date of like, okay, this is when we're leaving our condo and this is when we're moving into the fifth wheel, we don't want to move stuff to store it for potentially the next five years or more, right? Because we we're planning on doing this pretty long term. So we're only going to store the stuff that, that, you know, is like irreplaceable, which means we got to sell a bunch of our own stuff, which we know how to do, right? Like we know how to do the selling thing. Like I feel like we're pretty good at that. Isn't that odd how indirectly getting to the reselling game is now helping it, it's it, it's so crazy how much it's it's played a, a benefit for that but it's weird because the timing is an issue right because we play the long tail when we when we are selling stuff on eBay I'll list something in fact I've just recently started and I know a lot of you do this I've started doing the kind of like eBay arbitrage where I'm spending a little bit of time looking at items and I'm like hey they're selling this for like $20 too cheap why not I'll buy it And then I'll list it. And if it takes a year to sell, I don't care. I'm not in a hurry to get that $20. But if I keep that going and I'm finding those items every week or two, I'm getting a few more of those items over the long run. I'm going to have a steady source of income just coming in just off of, you know, other people not listing it. That pipeline. That's right. And um, so the long tail is something that we're used to and that, that we believe in. But when you've got a hard date, like I've got to move out by this date, it changes the game a little bit, right? Because it's like, now I've got to get rid of a bed, a dresser, uh, this piece of furniture, this piece of furniture. And so the question is, do we list it now, potentially sell it now, and now we go without a dresser in our bedroom, which we're going without, um, or do we not list it until like the the week before? Maybe it doesn't sell, and then we're stuck either giving it away or selling it way cheap or, you know, so so we're trying to play that game, which has been a little weird, but, you know, it's starting to sink in that, Um, we're doing this. We're we're downsizing. And and let me tell you, starting the summer, I've already had um, like three or four days off, which is me and my son during the day. And it's been amazing. And I cannot tell you how excited I am that my wife is going to have the opportunity to do this when she can stay home um, like all the time. And then next summer, uh, it'll be our family home. Right. And so, yeah, we're downsizing. Things are going to be different. uh, But, you know, it's 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 life-altering. It's amazing. So And reselling has made it possible. Now, yeah, could we have downsized uh, anyways? Yeah, sure we could have. But but doing it this way, we still are going to have great source of income coming in, um, working at home, and um, a little bit more freedom and flexibility to travel and do exciting things. So that's what's been new with me. Uh, we're picking it up. So next time we talk to you guys on the podcast, I It'll will be, be from the trailer. I'll be a proud owner of of a pretty awesome fifth wheel yeah we'll be in the fifth wheel recording our
0: podcast we should we should do a like a little live in there so yeah we should anyways but hey you know what's interesting is i'm looking at all this department 56 oh i shouldn't talk about that we're gonna talk about that later yeah but it's all right i mean we've already mentioned a
1: little bit on our instagram um no
0: no, let's wait. it's
1: gonna be part of my hustle of the week but i've got i've got a part of the story that just takes it over the top not even orlando's heard this part yet so
0: okay so I'm just staring at Mike's inventory right now that right now, part of the, the fifth wheel to movement is where's Mike going to put the storage. So you also got to get that shed together, right? To put your inventory. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to,
1: we're going to do some of that there. We might use some of the studio. We might use a little bit of storage in here. So, you know, Maybe we, we got th- room.
0: Our, our studio, we're going to, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to put some stuff back there though. We talked about, remember a year ago we were supposed to have like designs and everything and like, Vintage stuff and yeah, or like, or like, even even like a succulent, like a little
1: shelf nah, with, like a, about, with like a succulent on it, like make it like l- really hipster, kind of trendy, cool looking. I think that's okay. how we should do it. All right, share with me some stories. What do you, what do you, any,
0: anything interesting happened this past? Do you week? want
1: to start? Because I, I I feel like I just talked a lot. I don't want to. Okay.
0: Well, I I don't know. My my stories are interesting. There there's two two stories I want to share. So we've always talked about this, you know. There's this kind of, I still feel it. I, I don't know why I can't shake it off. But when people ask me, Hey, Orlando, what do you do? What are you doing now? Right. Because I was a teacher. I was a school administrator. Right. You know, I kind of had this, I had titles to my name. Right. And uh, now it's, you know, I don't have enough. And we always talk about this. Like, what do you tell people? Mm. And it's interesting. I i am now running into people and they are like, Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Or I go, yeah, it's kind of interesting. They're like, no, it's not like everybody has side hustles, right? And so here's what happened. I ran into a former student of mine, who I taught. I think he graduated like in, I want to say, 09 or something. So it's been about 10 years. So he's about, it's kind of weird. He's about 20. He's about <laughs> almost Mike's age. Oh, man, I feel really old right now. I'm only 39, okay, for at least another month and a half. So... I'm talking to him and, and you know, he's telling me, you know, his his father owns like a hardware shop and they just open another shop. And and he asked me, hey, hey, you know, what what are you up to these days? You know, I, I knew you really, you know, enjoy teaching and and I love being in your class. But, you know, you're not doing it anymore. So what are you doing? So I go, well, it's kind of hard to explain, Jacob. You know, I, I pretty much I sell on Amazon and eBay. He goes, oh, you do? And I go, I go, isn't that kind of strange for you? And he goes, no, like everybody's doing something. Like, there's people I know that do Uber now. There's people that do Lyft. There's people that, uh, you know, they do Shopify. There's people that do this. And, and he kept labeling all these, like, side hustles that have become people's full-time hustles. And uh, it felt kind of nice. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, I don't know. It it I, I felt that, you know, he's, I guess you'd call him a millennial. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think now, now this is becoming more mainstream. Yep. Yeah right where you know 10 years ago you told somebody you're an entrepreneur that pretty much meant you're unemployed right i mean at least in in the circles i was in right and so now i have somebody who had respected me when i was you know in in education 10 years ago and now that didn't change either they they thought it was like hey that's awesome like you know you're you're changing with the times yeah. you you have more time with with your boys and i don't know i just wanted to share that because you know I still think there's a kind of a stigma, and I think part of it is because it's hard for people to believe. Yeah. I I, do. Do you find that? Do you find that people find it hard to believe? Even still, do you find it when people ask you like, Mike, why are you going to thrift stores? Yeah, a lot of people uh,
1: don't understand it. Um, my like, just to give you an example, like my my in laws are amazing. They support everything my wife and I do. Um, but. I've for the last year have been explaining how I do eBay and how we do eBay and how this is going to let my wife who works a really good job and makes a lot of money um, to leave her job and stay home. And they still don't get it. And we try and explain like, no, like, we're, we're selling like lots of items we make. And then it's like, so people like go onto your store and they look in your store and like, well, sometimes they're looking and like, I just think that a lot of people don't understand it. But I do think that a lot of the younger people do get it right that that. Jobs are different. I mean, one thing that I've learned um, as, as an educator is there's been a shift. Every generation is different, right? Millennials, kind of it was kind of put together your own and then Generation um, Z kind of has their own thing going on. Uh, but one thing that's different and they're kind of expecting is that this upcoming generation are going to be like education hackers. They're going to do college a lot differently than, than previous generations. And they're going to do maybe one or two classes at a time as they're doing like internships and they'll get a few credits here if they get credits at all. And they're going to build a resume different than we've done in the past. And I think more and more people are starting to realize that that the quote unquote traditional you go and you sit down in an office or just a few years before that you go into a factory and you push a button, right? Like those things are changing. And so, yeah, I think people have different. They're more open to the idea. But I see I, I can see how, you know, it's so easy for our identities to be connected to what we do. Like We can feel that what it is that we do for a living is who we are. And so somehow our worth, or our value is set on having a title that people are going to value and respect. Right. Agreed.
0: And so that's what I'm struggling with. Yeah. So, right. It, it, I, got, it's, I got a, a good euphemism oh, for what yeah, we do. Okay.
1: How about this one? This is a really philosophical episode. Commodities
0: speculator. Okay.
1: That's a good one, right? Commodity speculator. I, I, I guess so. What do you do for a living? Well, I'm a commodity speculator. It just sounds like you're on Wall Street, but that's kind of what we do. Here's another one. This is one if you uh, if you're a Seinfeld fan. My wife and I love Seinfeld. Yeah, it's you're a good an show. Importer exporter. Oh come on!
0: Man. I'm an importer exporter. All right, Art Vandelay. Thanks, Art Vandelay. So appreciate that. So I'm an importer exporter. <laughs> but here here's the thing. In in all of this, what I do like too is when people go, "Really, that's crazy," or they walk away because I'm like, "Great, less people to worry about, right? Less competition." The less you know, the better it is. The less I have to explain, right? So there's two ways, but that that was one story. So the second story was what ended up happening is you know I needed to paint some walls. Yeah, you know, this is going somewhere. I feel like we're we're like all over the place in this episode, as it should be. As it should be. We're in the
1: this vast ocean which we call reselling podcast podcast.
0: <laughs> so I there's there's two things I'm not. Really, well, I don't do really well, and so just two That's well, impressive. No, 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 there's a few, but these are <laughs> I'm really not I mean, I could tell you if you ask me, you know who was the ruler in the second crusade of France and what happened in the Battle of that or not, I can tell you I can teach that to you all day. Your car breaks down, we're toast right you need you need help with fixing something in your house, probably should call somebody else, right, and you know unfortunately i I really. Again, part of my identity, I wish I knew how to do those things. But it has a lot to do with my upbringing. You know, my father was sick. And so he didn't have the time to show me how to do those things. And so over time, I had to kind of teach myself. So I have to paint some walls. And so I go to Home Depot. And to me, Home Depot is overwhelming. Because, you know, I feel like everybody in there knows what they're doing. Except for me. So... I first of all needed a paint. So I'm like, how do I match this paint? So I saw you can use like an app and I took a picture, but if the lighting's not right, like you can have like 20 different paints, yep. right? I had like it was like pottery and then it was like, I don't know, it was like all these different colors. And you know, no matter how I scrolled it, I'm like, I'm gonna end up totally mismatching. Mm-hmm. So I looked at some of YouTube and somebody had, you know, just talked about like cutting a piece off. Mm-hmm. So I got a razor blade and I cut a piece off. I go to Home Depot, I walk in. I'm just waiting in line, looking at everybody. Everybody's being helped. And I'm like, are people just like not nice here? Or like, am I missing something? And then I hear somebody go, number 79. I'm like, oh, I have to grab a number, right? So had I not been so intimidated, I probably wouldn't notice the sign. So then there's that. So then I'm like, okay, this is easy. I'm going to show the guy the pain and he's just going to go like, hey, go grab pain over there. He looks at me and goes, we're going to have to make this paint. i like, oh. Then he starts asking me like, oh, this is high gloss enamel. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> right? It's one of those things where I just wasn't like, none of it registered with me. None of it. I, I just, you know, and eventually I got the paint, the paint's in my car right now. I got sandpaper. I got spackle. I got, you know, and I did paint back in the day. It's just, it's one of those things. Like if you don't do it for a while, you kind of forget how to do things. So then I go, you know, it kind of reminds me of there's there's certain there's a couple of people right now I'm trying to help reselling. They're kind of in between jobs and and, you know, I thought I'd help them with eBay. And I was there helping them and I just, you know, they they're like, yeah, we got some things listed. And I looked at their listings and, you know, they just. They weren't great.
1: Needs a little help.
0: Needs help. Right. You know, there was like no white background. It was like dark, like there's no, you don't know what brand it is. It's just hanging and, and uh, they had sold for, they had sold one of the items for super low and the shipping was going to cost more than the item. Right. So I I remember, I remember when I was helping them out, I was kind of like, wow, I got to take them from step A, right? Like, Hey, okay, this is, you know, how you take pictures, right? So I got a light box, I showed them the different angles. I told them that you need to have more than three pictures. And uh, then I had to explain shipping. Then I had to explain, you know, best offer. Then I had to explain why not, because everybody, th- these, this couple thought auctions mm-hmm. was the way to go on eBay, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've never done eBay, you just think about what you saw on TV or yep. what in the past. I started. So, so everything was very kind of meticulous. And it's the same thing with me at the Home Depot. Like, I just didn't know things. I Googled everything. Mm -hmm. I Googled what kind of brush to use. I Googled how to sand, what kind of sandpaper I needed. I Googled, you know, how to match the paint. I Googled how to get the right kind of, you know, filler. I Googled, like, do I need primer? And so I say all that. Like, if you're new to reselling, I get it. It's not easy. Like there's people on, on Instagram we see like, Instagram's easy once you get it you got to just you know rinse repeat and keep doing it, mm. but there's a lot that goes into it. I'm not trying to scare anybody, it's definitely doable, but you have to be willing to do two things. Number one, you have to be able be willing to take that leap, right? Be willing to go. I'm gonna learn this, right? I'm gonna figure this out. Number two, you got to be willing to figure it out on your own, right? All this Home Depot stuff. I could have. I have a best friend, who's a painter. But I just didn't want to bother him because I'm like, if I bother him, I'm going to always be dependent on him. Right. But if I figure it out on my own and maybe I'll fail, maybe I'm going to go home tonight and paint. and It's going to be mismatched. But I'm going to learn how to figure I'm going to learn how to do it myself. So same thing with reselling. Like if you're brand new, you got to go through the motions. You got to figure it out. And yes, DMing us is all good. You know, asking other resellers, it's all good. But there has to be the other side where you got to be willing to go in there and feel intimidated and do it. And you know what? Some of you have DM'd us and said, hey, Roland, thank you so much. You got the first sale. You know, I was kind of scared of selling on eBay, but now I get it. So anyways, I just wanted to share that little bit of inspiration. Excuse me. Inspirational moment. Yeah, that's good. I think even too with our podcast,
1: um, I think it's kind of important for us to remember our roots in that just a year ago, I mean, I posted something Um, the other day and somebody commented about, you know, like, it's crazy to see my progress. Right. And it's true because like, if I look back to where I was, um, just, just like right around a year ago, when I very first started, I didn't know anything. And I was doing auctions this time last year, I was still doing auctions. Hadn't gone really outsourcing yet with, with you and haven't, hadn't figured out anything. And I made a lot of those beginning mistakes and you helped me through a lot of it, but then also. Like you said, like I, I went and I watched a lot of YouTube videos and I figured a lot of it out. Um, and I think it's crazy to think back to that time. But it's also important, I think, for us to remember that that some of our listeners, like that's where you're at. Right. Like like I I was the newbie that was just learning and you were teaching me through during the podcast how to do it. And I think it's important even for us sometimes to kind of step back and say like, OK, and, and there's still people who are at the basics and you need that foundation. And the foundation is way more important. Like we can teach you things that will get you an extra 2% here and there. And that stuff is going to go a long way as you grow and scale. Uh, but, but you need to have a firm foundation. And so there are a lot of places to get that. Um, and we want to make sure that we too are, are providing um, information that is, is beneficial to um, not just the expert reseller and the people that the reseller who's been doing it for a long time, but, but for the reseller who's just coming in and saying like, I'm not sure, I'm not, am I doing
0: it right? Uh so yeah. I guess what it did is it taught me empathy. Yeah, it's good, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I still feel lost at Home Depot, but it gave me empathy for new sellers. And and so hopefully all of us in the reseller community are willing to pull those people up that are brand new and get like, hey, yeah, that might be a reselling one on one question, but we all were in that place at one point yep. in time. So that's my story. That's good stuff, man. All right, what's up with you?
1: So this one's it's it's interesting. I don't even it got me thinking. So I wonder how many times I run into listeners from San Diego without realizing it um, or people who because not everyone who watches the YouTube or follows us on Instagram um, listens to the podcast and everyone on the podcast is the other. Right. So it's 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 there's not 100% crossover. So some people know what my mug looks like. Right. Like they they know my face. Uh, Other people don't. And um, even if they do know who I am, they might not say anything. So uh, but it's weird because. I went to a community garage sale this weekend um, that was a long way away from my house. I mean, not a long way, but like, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And there were several community garage sales that day. There was probably like five of them that I could have picked. Yep. And so I go to this one and driving around, buying a bunch of stuff. Did okay there. Got got quite a few things. Um, But at one house, I pull up to, and there is a big two-person kayak. Right? Okay, yep, yep. Like a nice... Yep. Like great condition and the wheels, like right, like the wheels that you can carry, the thing. Um, I'm like, oh, this is nice. I'm like, I wonder how much because I uh, one other time I was at a garage sale and I saw someone loading a kayak up on their truck, and I was like, Oh man, that would have been cool to buy. Cause I've wanted a kayak for since I was in high school. Like I've always wanted a kayak. Really? I, I, I even, did not know that. I, I, I even have a blow-up <laughs> kayak, like an inflatable, which is pretty cool, but it's just not the same because it sits above the water instead of like partially into the water. It's got such a high profile that the wind blows it around a lot, and it's just it's not the same. Um, And so I see this thing, and I'm like, I wonder what he's gonna charge. Like I've seen them go on Craigslist for a couple hundred bucks, and I've thought about buying one for around that. So I just ask him, "How much for this kayak?" And he says eighty dollars, and I talked him down to forty dollars. Nice
0: for but a kayak for
1: for a fantastic. And this isn't your hustle. Of the week. two person. No, this is not my. Because okay. this is for me. This is like I, I'm keeping this kayak. I okay. ain't selling this kayak. It is sweet. Hi. Some of you have caught it on the Instagram story. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. So I go. I, but I tell him, I'm like, look, at this point, when I when I'm talking to him, it's probably like 740. Okay, It's still early in the morning, maybe like 730. I'm like, all right, can I pay you now? And I'll come back later today with with straps because I don't have straps in my car. And he didn't have any straps. So sure. And so I look at the closest Home Depot or not Home Depot, uh, Walmart, because that was what would have been open. And it was like 15 minutes away. And I'm like, I need to keep going like this is a community sale. So I continue to to hit up houses for like another hour. And then I'm like, all right, like I feel like things are slowing down. I've hit up most of the houses. I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to buy these straps. And then I'm going to head back to the house. Go to Walmart. On my way back from Walmart, I'm driving and I see another community garage sale. I'm like, I'm going to jump in here really? real Really? There was another one nearby? It was really small. There's only like six or seven houses. Okay.
0: So if you don't follow us on Instagram, I actually ran into Mike at this community garage sale at the tail end. That that That's part of what my story is going to be because okay. that's
1: what's so random. So... This has two random parts. One is as I'm, I'm literally, I'm so excited. Like I'm like a kid before Christmas doing a little dance in my car. Like (laughs) I'm getting a kayak. I'm just imagining myself like out on the ocean (laughs) in this kayak. Like I'm having a good time. And I drive by this like garage sale community sign. I pass it and I'm like kayak garage sales, kayak garage sales, kayak garage. Flipped a a U-turn, went, checked out these garage sales. Stopped at a house. At this house, there was a decoy duck that I bought, which is kind of cool. But the lady said something that hurt my feelings so much. She goes, man, guys must love ducks because I had a whole bunch of like even wood ones because the one I bought was porcelain. Ooh. She's like, I had so many of them and they went really early. And I'm like, oh, man. I've just seen dollar signs going. Because the one I bought sells for like 30 and I paid a dollar for it. Yeah. So I'm thinking like if there's, a some, nicer one. if there's some nicer ones that have already gone. But anyway, so I'm like, even on my way. So I, I basically... Paid for that kayak just by stopping really quick and and picking up a decoy duck. Yeah, and I hear you. Then I get to this garage sale, uh, the the where I bought the kayak. I start to load the kayak, and who shows up? But Orlando. <laughs> right?
0: How <laughs> crazy is that? That was crazy. Out of
1: all of the the houses and the times that you could have been there, I know. Like the fact that we ran into each other without, like, you had no idea where I was. I had no
0: idea where you no, were going to be. And and that uh, you know our listeners will find this interesting. You and I never collaborate on garage shows. Nope. Well, except the first one. Yep. But we, we purposely do not. I mean, I, 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 you know, every once in a while I reach out to Mike, but we look for a lot of similar things. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's Mike not in know. our benefit, but we're good with it. It's funny. Cause people are like, when we posted that on Instagram, uh, people had to like, so you guys didn't know you were going to be at this. And we're like, no, nope. like, and here's the thing. That was my second one. I already went to one. I went to uh, another one. I don't know if it was like 20 minutes further away uh, in UTC. Yep. Did you go to the U- one in UTC? I did. No. Okay. So this was my second round. And yeah, I see Mike. You know, part of me goes, oh no. Like Mike already hit and he did. Except there's one score in there that I'll share another time.
1: I was so, I was just laser focused on this kayak I didn't he was it i showed
0: up he's already trying to load it up and yeah. we couldn't even look at his goods yeah we were going to show what was in my
1: trunk but i couldn't because i yeah. couldn't open up the trunks the kayak but uh, when what I, are the odds though that's what i'm saying like so when i started this little random story with um i wonder how many times i run into listeners the fact that this is like the third or fourth time that we've ran into each other yeah. just on completely random like just you show up and it's like, and it's always you showing up, seeing me. That right? is true. And it's like, Hey Mike. Right. So, and even, it's even happened at thrift stores. Right. So I wonder how many times people see me and they're like, I know that guy, I've seen him or, and, and they don't talk to me and, or tell me, cause I'm, you know, might just be awkward while we out. But like, I, I feel like my cover is blown as being like a hidden reseller out and about like other that's resellers. Okay. They know me now,
0: but that's okay. That's okay. And if you do see us, you know, I get DMs every once in a while. We both get them where it's like, Hey, I saw you at this place. And we're like, Hey, just come say hi. Like, seriously, come say hi. Now I will tell you on a garage sale morning, we may just quickly say hi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause we're hustling, mm-hmm. but we don't mind saying hi. It's just, you know, we're not going to stay for conversation because we got to move on and so be, don't be
1: offended. Be careful with what you say to garage sale. Cause, um, I, I try not to be offensive to people. Um, like don't say like oh how much are you gonna make for that like right in front of
0: them. No, yeah, so. you know what I bet. <laughs> so I haven't had any listener do that, but back in the day, I would go to garage sales and somebody would team me. They're like, "Hey, so how much are you gonna sell that for?" And I look, you know, they're, they're they weren't a listener because I didn't we didn't do the podcast. I'm like, I'd look at them and I just walk away, just walk away. Like, do not do this right now. Yeah, that's rough. So. Anyways, all right. Well, hey, that was that was a good morning because it was good. It was good. Uh, and then I went out that day kayaking because I oh, was you like, oh, you did go that what?
1: day. I went. I went kayaking. It was nice. it was great. I was like, you know what? So it was a Let's legit buy. Went, then. To the, went to the bay, jumped in the 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 kayak, went out and about, and it was it was fun. I liked it. Wow. What? It was like a it was like a childhood dream come true. I am happy for you. Thank you. Like I remember, you were happy that day. I was so stoked! Like I, I'm already, I'm still like right now. I'm envisioning in my head all of the memories I'm gonna make with my son on that kayak. There
0: it's you gonna go. Yeah. All right, hey, we're about to jump into some current topics, but before we do, we just had mentioned all this Instagram stuff. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should. We are Pure Soul Podcast on Instagram. We're always dropping knowledge, dropping content. Uh, some of the stories that don't make it onto the podcast end up on Instagram and vice versa. So follow us there. Follow us on Twitter. We are Pure Soul Cast. We're also on Facebook. Pure as a podcast. We also can receive emails. So if you ever want to send us a message or tell us anything, uh, you can always shoot us an email. Pure as a podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a phone call. If it's a hustle, again, we keep saying this. I would love to share an audio hustle of the week. So you want to give us a call? 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Hey, want to say thank you to you guys that have shared our podcast and our YouTube with others and have written reviews. Thank you so much for the most recent reviews. If you want to take an opportunity to write a review, we always are thankful for that. That always gets us up on the search. And then on YouTube, if you haven't had a chance, you're listening to us on the podcast would love it. If you join us on the YouTube side, we have some videos we're going to be working on here pretty soon. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so too. And, uh, you know, we'll be dropping content on YouTube. So hit that subscribe button, hit that like button and, Give us some comments below.
1: Yeah. Even if, even if all you do is listen to the podcast, which is great. We love, like, honestly, I probably listen to far more podcasts than I watch YouTube videos. Uh, But even if all you do is listen to podcasts, um, just do us a quick favor. If you've got a Gmail or, you know, anything like that, just jump on YouTube, Google and and YouTube, its own same company, uh, and just subscribe to our channel. Um, Give us a couple thumbs up on some of our videos. It really helps other people find us. Um. So even if, even if like, we end up more on the suggested. Yeah. So that, that, that helps us out so much. So we would
0: appreciate that uh, greatly. Yeah. And then last of all, if, you know, in some monetary way, you want to say thank you. If we've been able to help you, you know, <laughs> make some money somehow, uh, or you just want to be kind. Uh, we have a PayPal button at the bottom, actually PayPal link. And uh, we're thankful for all of you so far that have helped us out and, and helped us. I would say keep the lights on, keep that, deal my cup, whatever way, you know, so. Because, you know, our goal is we want to keep shifting more time to producing more content. Yep. And so in the long run, you know, that's what we're here for. So anyways, thank you all. And uh, make sure to follow us on social and on YouTube and some reviews. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I wanted to share a few things on our current topics. Have you ever heard of VintageFashionGuild.org? I haven't heard of it. Huh? Okay. Tell me about it. So it is a website where people have uploaded vintage tags. So if you ever come across an item and you're just kind of like, hey, I wonder what year. Now, I did share this on Instagram. That's why we keep saying follow us on Instagram. But if you don't and you haven't heard about this, what you can do is you go in and you just like type in. So you go to like label resource. Right. And it's kind of like a library and you'll just type in. So let's say I want to type in Rain Spooner. Right. And that's the example I use on Instagram. You go to Rain Spooner and what it'll do is. Am I good? Am I on the mic? It'll show you Rain Spooner tags from the last few years, right? So you can go and it'll show you tags from the 80s. It'll show you tags from the 90s. It'll show you tags from the 2000s. And you can pretty much do this with most items, right? Because sometimes, you know, you may be losing money. You may list something as vintage, right? And do you know what vintage is? Is there an official uh, yeah, there's like cutoff a, for vintage? Well, I think I want to say it's on Etsy. So I kind of, I I use the Etsy rule. If it's Etsy, I can't remember if it's Etsy. It's 20 years or more is vintage. Okay. And 100 years or more is antique.
1: Antique, yeah. What what about though if it's just old, it's not 20 years. So like what what adjective would you use to describe something that's like this is clearly an old item, but it's not quite 20 years, but like I just you don't mean, you I don't. don't know. I just don't I put like if you want to put early 2000s maybe. But uh I, Yeah, I mean I guess that's true. It's that's really not vintage. 90s is vintage, then sure. Yeah, then in the everything that I would 90s say nineties is
0: vintage. Yeah. And I wanted to share with that. So it's uh again, it's vintagefashionguild.org because it's it's a resource I forgot about. Something I hadn't used back in the day. And again, I think this library is user updated. So always do your own research because there may be some misinformation. And maybe you know a certain item better than the site itself. But it's been really good. We're not sponsored by them or anything, but I just it's something I came across and I wanted to share.
1: That's that's a good tip. I'll have to use it. Um, I mean, I've even been thinking about, you know, kind of starting my own, um, database of certain items that I'm looking for and prices and stuff like that. So that's definitely a good resource that I can use to kind of add to that uh, that database I, I'm wanting to build for myself.
0: It'll be good. It'll be good, like a you know, college picker. Every podcast we're gonna drop your name, Eric. So he has this Patagon- boys over here. <laughs> he has this Patagonia database that he's building, like with old catalogs. Have you seen that on IG? It's pretty awesome. So. Just the information out there. But the reason I bring this up and I say this again is you may lose money if you don't know the certain years and something may be worth a lot more. If you just label it like Woolrich. Woolrich is one of those things if, you know, newer Woolrich isn't worth much. But if you get Woolrich from like, let's say, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, there may be some money in there. And if it's, if it's I mean, you'll have to check on your phone uh, how mobile friendly
1: that, that site is. But it might be worthwhile, um, you know, even while you're outsourcing you find an item, you see a name that you like, check the year of that tag. Maybe even like how authentic the tag is, right? Agreed. Agreed. Cause is this bootleg or is this a fish?
0: Uh should we talk about bootleg right now? I, I still I don't know enough about bootleg to, to talk about okay. it. I'm ignorant. To, All I want to say is world. I feel like bootleg is making resurgence. I'm just not sure when eBay is eBay's not okay with bootleg because it's kind of counterfeit. Yeah, but if you're selling it as bootleg. I don't know. So any of you have sold bootleg? I want to know because I'm up in the air. I have some bootleg items that I think will sell well. I just, I've only been, I'll only do local on them. And
1: and we'll be specific. Like we're not talking about like scamming customers and selling them items under the guise of this is, this is a real authentic item, but like selling an item that was made and it kind of has that like vintage feel to it. Like, Hey. This is a fake su- such and such, but it's still rare and unique because there was only so many of them made and it's right. cool and it's cheaper than the real one. And, you know, and it, it wasn't
0: good. trying to counterfeit. And yeah. that, that's key different. Bootleg isn't trying to counterfeit. Bootleg is an original creation that took on of a brand and that that brand did not license, but that people thought it looked great. And so they put it together. So you got Tommy, you got Louie, and you got all these different brands. So, All right. I wanted to share this story just because I think this is, again, we had talked about this in our live that we just did, uh, you know, so you're watching this podcast. A few days ago, we did a live and, and people had been talking about Amazon. Like, is, does Amazon want to get rid of us? I think somebody had asked. And we don't think so. And th- this tells me even more. So Amazon, there's a story uh, put out by Forbes called Amazon turns shopping malls into warehouses, changing America's community landscape. Isn't that crazy? Like think about it. Would we have been talking about this ten years ago? No, and that's the thing. And I think
1: there's a lot of fear, not just in the reselling community, but just in um, the economy in general, just in, in in society. Of like, okay, as AI starts to become more and more uh, feasible, as people start to look at automation, what is that going to mean for jobs? But I think it's important to realize that that as technology moves forward and advances, it it is, it is um, what's the right word for it? Not not just um like. It's upsetting, right? It upsets the current balance of things. So as in a good way it, it, and it well, it can be. it takes time for it to to settle out. But yeah, as malls close down and they become warehouses for Amazon, like that's a shift in the way society's working. However, I don't think we have to worry so much about jobs being lost in that, um you know, think about like used to be there was somebody who went and pumped your gas for you at the gas pump, right? or that like got your soda for you mm-hmm. inside of a. And as those things go away, as technology changes, as society changes, it's not like there's people who are still like, well, I can never get a job again. I used to be like a gas pumping person, right? Like there's just different jobs. So I think we got to realize that, that this is, it's interesting that this is happening, but I don't think it's like throw up your hands and say like, I we're all doomed or like everything's changing, right? Like, but, the reason,
0: <laughs> but, it is, but the reason I brought it into the reselling world was because, you know, Amazon, I keep saying, is being innovative. And what they're doing is they are meeting demand, right? We talked about two podcasts ago about one day shipping, right? So what this means is that Amazon, right? If they're taking these malls and making them to warehouses, more FBA items are going to be shipped to these warehouses, which means there'll be more supply, which means that more customers will want those items from Amazon directly because Amazon we'll get it to them in time, right? Let me read this line. This is crazy. They said uh, the long-term solution here, right? Compared to, they said, autonomous semi-trucks, according to Chemco, which is a the person they interviewed, in the future supply chains will see their biggest disruptor to come and it won't come from warehouses. This is crazy right here. Autonomous semi-trucks will not only transport products, they will create a mesh network of moving warehouses and this network will redefine last mile delivery. That's intense. Yeah, it's good, and, and it, it's
1: I'm, it's weird because we live in a time where it's like it's hard to imagine that. Even when they talked about like drone dr- delivery, right? Like people got all like, oh, this is gonna happen tomorrow. But I really think it, just think about where we were 15 years ago with cell phones to where we are now. Like a cell phone, literally, you could call, you could do some text messages. It was really cool, but you had to push like a number three times to get the letter <laughs> right. You. Like that wasn't that long ago, and now it is our entire. It's like it's a computer, like. What, what would have been a computer, this is 10 times more powerful. If you'd have told me that 10 years ago, I'd have laughed at you, right? So technology is moving quickly and, and it is going to be disruptive. And, and so is this going to happen in the next year? Probably not. But is it going to happen soon? Probably sooner than we think.
0: Well, yeah. And that's the thing. I, what I keep saying is e-commerce, like you ever questioning, like if this is going away, I don't think it's going away
1: at all. No, you actually are probably going to be better off having an online store than having a brick and mortar store.
0: 100%. 100%. And, you know, with even though Amazon has restrictions and even though Amazon drops the hammer, this to me is is an example that like they're going to need more people supplying them with inventory via FBA. Right? That's good stuff. I don't think it's yeah. going the other way. So, anyways, I wanted to share with that. So, anyways, you know what? I'm going to tack on another thing. Somebody had said uh, there's a new here. I want to share this story. This was interesting. So I want to say this was. I think it was in Bloomberg, and the title of their uh, of their article was "Amazon, more like eBay." Hmm. Isn't that weird. So this is what this was interesting about the story. So I guess what Amazon is doing now is Amazon is not purchasing, according to the story. All right, they're going away from purchasing from vendors, I guess, that have like more than $10 million in sales or whatever. And they're instead going to be depending more on third-party sellers. And this is why. So let me throw some numbers at you here. I'm not going to try to get too specific. So Amazon has more skill than eBay. We've talked about that, right? So eBay's gross merchandise volume for 2018 was about 94.6 billion. Amazon, third party. Margin sold $160 billion. Wow. That is massive. Right? But here, take, you got you to gotta take a look at some other numbers here. So eBay posted a 23% operating margin. By comparison, Amazon op- operating margin was 7.4% and Walmart's was just 4%. Okay? So if you take a look at that, right? it benefits amazon to get away from trying to be like this article says it's uh it's the motley fool i I, i've never read it before but i thought it was a great article
1: oh that's a great uh it's a
0: great site is it yeah i've never heard of it but their 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 financial articles are spot on okay so i think they're spot on here because what they're saying is amazon is getting that they're better off not being like walmart so like walmart you know you want to get cookies from nabisco they go to nabisco right they buy it from nabisco and they sell it right Amazon does some of that, but Amazon is way better off just letting third party sellers go source in Nabisco, charging the inventory fees, charging the storage fees, charging the shipping da 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 da. And then they can get way more sales out, yep
1: well, and even one of the things like we we had a we did Instagram live where that question came up, like does does amazon they'd be they'd get rid of third party sellers if they could? But if you think about it, when it comes down to like operational costs like that, we were talking about, when you think about the fact that an employee working for you, going and buying products, storing the products, not only are they making a a wage, but they're also making um, all of the other benefits, right? Insurance, retirement, if they get hurt on the job, right? You've got workman's comp. So companies look at an employee and it's not just their wage they're looking at. If they can find out that, hey, somebody will work for you, they'll do all the work and all you got to do, like they can make a certain amount, but you get a percentage of it, like, and you don't have to pay their wage. You don't have to pay their insurance. You don't. So third party sellers are like the perfect employee. Agreed. Because they're 100% commission based. So they're going to work as hard as they possibly can to make as much money as they can. And Amazon just takes a cut off the top and doesn't have to worry at all about if this person doesn't show up or if they get hurt on the job, right?
0: They just, somebody else will come in and, Source more. So why do I share this? Again, if you haven't been doing FBA, if you haven't started, it's. I'm not saying I'm not preaching a mic. I'm just saying, listen, all all signs. Like I know there was a point in time, and I don't know. There was a point in time where I felt like some resellers were saying, "Stay away from FBA." That might have been just because the market was getting crowded, right? The other times people were saying, "Hey, there's all this craziness happening. The hammer drops," but. If Amazon is doing these things and, and Jeff Bezos is being very clear, right, that they want more third-party sellers and more third-party inventory, then it's it's worth it. Like, the, I don't think this is a better time. Now, you did make a great comment here. I I, I thought it was very true. It says eBay is the best example of an online marketplace in the United States. Instead of selling products directly to customers, eBay is merely responsible for connecting buyers and sellers. It takes commission on every sale, charges sellers for additional perks, like advertising their product listings and doesn't have to store or ship any inventory. It's genius. It is. So again, but so eBay has, right. They, they know what they're doing. They're doing it well, right. They're, they're working on making things better. Amazon is also doing really well, working on making things better. So if you haven't jumped on any of those platforms, right. I I say diversify, just try it out. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. This is a little
1: bit different, but uh, that type of broker platform reminds me a little bit of. Uh, I mentioned several podcasts ago. Actually, my hustle of the week right towards the beginning was that thing DietBet that I was doing the app where you can like lose some weight and like oh, yeah. make money. I um, remember that. <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm doing some more right now, and it's crazy. Explain because, it real quick. So so DietBet is this. It's an app that you can get get not sponsored. So. Uh, but it's interesting. So you you bet that you're going to lose a certain amount of money and that games last anywhere from a month to six months. So like a month game is like 4% of your body weight in a month. The the six-month games, you have to lose 10% in six months. And based off of how many people sign up, like I'm in one game right now, it's a six-month game. The pot right now is like $156,000. Wow. So the way it works is if you if you lose the weight that you're supposed to lose each month up to the end, you're guaranteed to at least make your money back. And all the people who didn't make their weight for that month, they lost their money that month and you get a cut of it. But who else gets a cut of it? Diet bet. And I look sometimes just at how many games are going and how many tens and tens of thousands of people are playing, right? So a month-long a month long game is like 25, anywhere from like $10 up to $100. So a $25, you get 10,000 people playing a game at $25 each and they take a cut off of it. They guarantee all the people who make their, their weight get at least their money back, probably plus some. But I'm thinking like the person who made this app, Genius. they don't have to lose any weight. Yeah. They don't have to do anything. All they have to do is let other people lose weight or not lose weight and they're making money. It's it's just an incredible, like it's the perfect type of platform. And I think Amazon is, what's, what's beautiful about Amazon is it is the blend of, and I think that article does a good job of, of kind of combining the two, eBay and Walmart, right? It's doing what, what both do it's kind of just right now in an identity crisis like which one does it want to be more like right Agreed. because it, it is the household name it is the the they do their own selling and supplying uh, but also they have third parties and so they're like a mix of that and so I think it's a revolutionary uh, uh, platform but it'd be great if, if they move more and more towards the eBay model um, because that that's gonna benefit the resellers <laughs> We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode.
0: Yeah, so again. Jump on. Jump on. Jump so, on. So hey, uh, I wanted it. So the last thing I want to talk about here is I wanted to talk about the USPS dimensional weight changing. That sounds so exciting. Next, we're gonna talk about the <laughs> post office dimensional weight changing. It, it sounds so like so terrible, like in the sense that there's nothing exciting about it. Like, but here here we we need to talk about it. And actually our next episode, Chip Tips, part two, right? We'll talk about this a little bit, but if you're not aware, like this is happening and it, and it will affect you. So, but in our next episode, we will talk about ways to not have it affect you. So basically what's happening now, uh, do you know what's going on here? Do you, did you get Did you get a chance to read it and understand right, it? I'm, I'm not um,
1: well versed in the shipping right, okay. changes of the, so the I'm point.
0: not I, I'm team flat rate. so I'm not super stressed about this, but if you're not team flat rate, what I mean Because there's a lot of things that don't fit in flat rate. There is, but for those things, I just go FedEx. That, that's just the way it's for anyways, but we'll talk about that in the next podcast. But what the deal is here. If you do calculated shipping, right? Before, you used to be able to do like cubic shipping, right? And so it didn't matter how much stuff weighed, right? But now dimensions are going to matter. And so what I mean is this, and and you can read this. If, If you haven't yet, there's a great resource that eBay has. It's called the eBay Community Forum. And you can go there and then there's a thing that says seller news. And you can be up to date on like the latest like eBay happenings. Okay, so... They have this whole article about it. So basically, what happens is the post office will charge you based on which is more. So whether your weight is more or your dimensions. Do you get where I'm going here, get where you're going. Okay, so they have like this, this like number. Okay, this like magic number. It's and you can find this all online. All you, all you have to do is type in. Uh, dimensional weight change post, post office or dimensional weight change eBay, you'll find a link to it. And so there's this number. So for USPS, it's 166. So it is hard a podcast to podcast explain. I know people have told us to do screen share, but just bear with us. We're going to try it really quick. So let's say their example on their side is, let's say you had a, a headphones and these headphones, uh, let's say they weighed one pound, right? Okay. If you use a box, right, that's 16 by 12 by 8, right? So that, you know, length times width times height, mm-hmm. right? We're going a little back to old school math, right? The cubic inches, right? If you multiply each of those numbers, it's 1536. Then you take that 1536 and you divide it by that 166. Oh, I should have paid attention to math. class. <laughs> what do you mean? That's... We only I'm kidding. To... Okay, no. we only went so many steps. So the cost for shipping if you use that box, right, would be $7.85. You'll find this. But let's say you get a bigger box, right? So sometimes you don't find that small box and you don't feel like cutting down that box, right? You're just going to use a bigger box. If you use a bigger box, right, it might, it might avoid... Well, anyways, that, that's not a one-pound measurement. I gave you a 10-pound measurement that eBay gave you. But what I'm trying to tell you is if you use a bigger box, right, you just throw the dimension. Let's say you use an 18 by 14 by 12 box and you divide it by 166 you're going to get a larger number, right? And that larger number, right, will determine. So if that larger number is more than the weight of that item, you're going to get charged for that larger number. Did I explain that right? Does that make sense? It makes sense. Um, now, practically, though,
1: choose the smallest box you can for the item. Correct. So that that, that, that's that, that really it, it boils down to try and make an item fit in, in the small box you possibly can. Because there's no way we can, we're actually going to like measure out and, and figure out the volume, the, the volume well, of the Well, you each can box. if you have like an eBay box.
0: Right. Right. Like my favorite box is 10 by 8 by 6, right? So 10 times 8 is 80. 80 times 6 is 480, divided by 166. You know, whatever weight that is. If, if my weight is heavier than that, they're going to charge me the weight. Is it
1: weight by ounces?
0: Oun- uh, it's by ounces and pounds. So like when I divide and I get. So you're going to round up. So let's say it's 7.2 ounces, it rounds up to the eight. I mean, sorry. If it goes seven, seven pounds, two ounces, it rounds up to the eight. Okay. It, it doesn't matter if it's under a pound because gotcha. that's first class. You get what I'm saying? Gotcha, yeah. So this is affecting... Oh, you know what? Let me be clear. This is affecting everything that is non-flate, non-flate, non-flat rate priority. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So this is why I like flat rate because I don't have to worry about all this math. Right, I just I charge the buyer. Buyers wanting to pay. Do the you ever feel right like now. the flat rate prices are a little expensive? I, it hasn't affected my sales. You know what I mean? Like I haven't. I there was a time when I did switch a little bit to calculated, and I tried using like smaller boxes and whatever, and it just there there was no fluctuation. Like if a buyer how, wants something, I wonder how
1: pirate ship is gonna like. Are we still gonna be a question. good place?
0: So I contacted pirate ship. Let me let me share what Pirate Ship. Pirate Ship is awesome. Can I tell you that? Yeah, it like, seemed like a good company. They, they really do. They got back to me within minutes. Within minutes. So let me share with you a little bit what Pirate Ship had told me. If I okay here. So Captain Matt got back to me. Nice. Right. So I I emailed Captain Pat and I asked Captain Pat. I said, Hey, Captain, You know, he emailed me back. Did you call Captain? Him captain? No, I didn't call him Captain. So Captain, my Captain. I said, hey, question for you. Just wondering what the effect, if any, the U- new USPS dimensional weight change this month will have on pirate ship savings. So they said USPS is changing how they calculate dimensional weight, which we just talked about, right? This only affects packages that are larger than one cubic foot or other combination that make the same volume. So basically, USPS is going to look at the size of those large packages and use a formula to determine what the package should weigh, right? I just talked about that, right? Yep. The 166. Right, to make the expense of filling their trucks and planes with it, which is known as dimensional weight. So they explained it to me. They said, currently, dimensional weight is only applied to priority mail for zones five through nine. But starting on June 23rd, USPS is going to start changing dimensional weight for all zones for priority mail, priority mail express, parcel select ground. And then this is what they said. We'll be sending out an announcement about this soon, but I hope that helps clear things up.
1: So basically, just told us that there's going to be a change, but not necessarily like. But they they know it. They like gotta, yeah.
0: pirate ship is going to take care of, it. right? And again, this is not you know if you're using ten by eight by six, chances are you know you're usually going to get charged. I don't know. You may have really heavy items you put in there, so it will affect you, right? But I I definitely believe pirate ship's going to have to. Maybe have to adapt. maybe if you've got different box sizes, it would
1: be good to like create a cheat sheet of like what the dimensional weight, the standard dimensional weight of that box is and what it'll cost to ship that box or if it's under like, so like this box will ship for X amount under seven pounds, over seven pounds, that price goes up, you know, that way Mm -hmm. you kind of have like a, you can kind of in your own mind without having to do the math each time, you can kind of say like these boxes, this is the dimensional weight of it. And then you can kind of determine, I mean, obviously you're going to use the smallest box you can, but, but sometimes you want extra padding. And so you can kind of say like, well, it's worth it. You know, it's not going to go over the weight.
0: Yeah, anyways, just be aware. But if you haven't, and I know, I think there's there's like different views on it. There's a lot of people that are like, everything is calculated shipping, right? Then there's other people that are like, I pretty much do all flat rate. And that's the way I roll, right? So shoes always mean a flat rate for me. And then if it's bigger than that, I go large flat rate. So I'm not going to have to worry about this calculated shipping. And Sometimes I make money on shipping, right? Because it's, it's nearby. Now, I may lose some of that because of this change, right? Because sometimes I don't use the flat rate box if it's local, but maybe I'll have to now. Anyways, I hope we didn't butcher that. I think we did an okay job. Yep. It just that could all be boiled down to use the smallest box you can. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And, and just be aware. So it, it's definitely going to affect people, especially people that sell, I would say, hard goods. I like all right. it. All right, so anyways, that's pretty much for our, our topics. Good stuff, man. Okay, so are you ready for some hustles? I, kn- I know. I know this
1: you have a, been this is waiting. This high-quality uh, podcast here with our sound effects. <laughs> I like our sound effects. This is, a, this is a production we got going on here. Hustles of the week. All right, I got the first one uh, okay. from uh, one of our uh, followers on Instagram. So this is Chase on Instagram, uh, which the handle is at thriftbro. Like that, um, so comes across a vintage uh, Mitchell and Ness Kirby Puckett twins Do you remember Kirby jersey. Puckett? I got no idea, really, none. Oh man,
0: that guy was back in the day, the twins.
1: But it uh, it sounds like sounds like this person's important. He was. It's vintage, yeah, right? I, I, yeah. It's at least the nineties, <laughs> twenty years old. Uh, so picks up this jersey at Goodwill for five dollar. Listed it high, one hundred ninety nine with best offer. Sold it for full price, five dollars, hundred ninety nine. Sometimes when you list something that high, you're like, yeah, I'll take like an. Like if somebody offers me like one thirty, that'd be really good. Yeah. When they buy at full price, it's like, oh, a gift is just given to you. So that was super awesome. Uh, pictures made the difference here, right? So it feels like he had some really good pictures. Uh, it was a flat lay, um, and was some of the best pictures around on this. So you should check out Thrift Girl good stuff on Instagram. His pictures are legit. We should get some lessons. Maybe we get him on to talk about picture taking. There you go. He does. He
0: has. But the pictures, if you, so if you go to that post, he actually posted it. The pictures sold it. So I want to, again, I want to communicate like one of the tools you have to sell stuff for more money are your pictures. Killing it, Chase. Killing it. Great. Awesome hustle. 199. And it's not even like, if you go to his Instagram, you see it. It's not like a jersey. It's like a, it's like a pullover. It's like a dugout kind of jersey deal. You know what I mean? Nope. No? Okay, but
1: that's what it is. Sweet. I'll have to check it out. I got a lot to learn about clothes. All right. I really do.
0: So, hey, next hustle of the week, Uh Andrew and Roni, their IG handle is thrifting without a G underscore PNW, right? And, you know, they come to San Diego. Sorry, guys, if we haven't had a chance to source together. I know every once in a while you DM us, things just get really busy, but they're in Oregon. And they went to a local Christian thrift shop. So one of those independent ones, they didn't go to the store that shall not be named. By the way, do you know people are using that now? Really? Nice. I love it. So that's awesome. If you're wondering what the store that shall not be named, all you have to think is about the smiling face with the blue background.
1: Yeah. Which often brings a lot of frowny faces when you leave. That is true. Or you're looking at prices while you're in there.
0: The store that shall not be named. So they didn't go there. They went to this Christian thrift shop and they saw a microfilm reader. Have you ever seen one of those? I haven't. Kind of like a uh, microfiche. It sounds very
1: spy-like.
0: A microfilm reader. <laughs> it could, maybe Double it was seven. like 30 years ago. <laughs> so they saw it in a cabinet and it was for 20 bucks. So they looked at comps and they're like, hey, this is selling for $300. Nice. So then they're like, you know what? We're going to list this high. So they listed it at high. And they thought, hey, cool vintage te- tech. Somebody's going to buy it. They sold it for $475 yes. per ship. Doing it. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, this is even more awesome. They sold it on Mercari. Not eBay. Mercari. So, shipping was probably even easier. Yeah, and I didn't know that you could sell vintage stuff on Mercari. You can sell whatever you want on Mercari, man. That is true, but I didn't know that there was like a market in Mercari. There's a market for anything. And it makes me, well, yeah, but you couldn't sell this on Posh a month ago. It's true. So, anyways, thrifting without a G underscore PNW. Amazing, amazing flip. And the reason we also wanted to share that is because, hey, those are the kind of items that still sell when you're trying to slow down the summer slowdown. Those are the things that'll make it. That's the kind of stuff that Mike would pick up last summer. All right, what do we got next here? All right, next we've got uh, Instagram handle
1: at the polka dotted posh. That's pretty awesome. I like that name. Polka dots are awesome. And it's Um, not
0: just the polka-dotted posh. It's the polka-dotted posh. Yeah, the polka-dotted posh.
1: Uh, So went to a local warehouse, uh, style thrift for just like a quick run-in real quick, um, and sees an Epson Artisan 1430 digital inkjet printer. Inkjet. Inkjet. Yep.
0: That laser
1: inkjet. Inkjet. So this might be uh, a bubble. Checked out comps and found for $300 to $400. So picks it up tested it, and sold it in 20 days for a best offer of three seventy five plus shipping. That's fantastic. That's doing it, right? Like, don't, I mean, I, I can't tell are one you. One of those things I, I do not. I like pass on them all printers. the time. I don't even look them up anymore most of the time. But this is one of those things like we talked about last episode. Sometimes it's good to be naive. And I'm not saying that the polka dot r- the the polka dotted posh was naive here, but like I've got it in my mind, like I know enough about electronics, it's not worth it for me to mess with with printers. But clearly I'm wrong, right? Like it's worth it to go in and say, I'm gonna check comps. What is it gonna cost me? Right? Nothing but a little bit of time. And then you're 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 gaining that knowledge base. So good job checking that out and and finding something that sold for
0: $375. I'm proud of you. And you know and both drifting without a G underscore PNW and the pocket posh both charge shipping. Right. So those kind of items, like you want to make sure you charge shipping so it doesn't eat into your profit. Like that's huge. Like thrift bro telling that Jersey, he actually, did he charge shipping? Uh, I don't know. He might've, I think he might've done free shipping. That's okay though. That's like $4, right. Put into a first, I hope he went priority on that one, but Hey, you know, we always say free shipping, but if there's going to be an item that's going to cut into your bottom line, like you probably should, you know, charge them shipping. Yep. So all awesome hustle. Again, another slowing down the summer slowdown hustle printers. Right. And think about Amazon FBA too. use printers. One, I know it gets kind of scary, but back in the day, I remember selling a printer that weighed, I want to say weighed 58 pounds. Okay, I paid $40 at a garage sale. And it was a laser jet and it was huge. And I wrapped it in like three feet of bubble wrap and I shipped it to the Amazon warehouse and it sold for $500. I don't do those things anymore, but sometimes I'm like, I need to go back to those things, you know? So, hey, thank you so much. Thank you, Chase at Thrift Bro. Thank you, Andrea and Roni at a G underscore PNW. And thank you, the Polka Dotted Posh, for sharing your hustles of the week. Okay, now Mike and I. I don't know. I I really I, I'd rather hear yours first. All right. So this
1: one is it, it, it's 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 going to start off a little want want because people have already heard about my. There is no want
0: want about this one.
1: People have already heard probably enough about my uh, Department Fifty Six fine,
0: but um, I heard a thirty seconds. Yeah, I, I haven't IG given story. the full
1: story, but so I'm at some garage sales and and did okay. I got a few items in my 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 car and. I'm at this one house, this this older gentleman, and he's got um, some cameras that I'm looking at. And I spent way too long at this house, like just way too long. I hate it when
0: that happens. Don't you know when that happens. Yeah. And
1: part of it is my, I was being, I don't want to say I was being shy. I, I don't know what it was. Like I didn't want, I was doing the, I don't want to give the number. Right. And so I'm like, how much you want for this? And like he, he just wouldn't budge. He's just like, make me an offer. And so like I tried every tactic I could. And, and then when I finally was like, look, I'm just going to offer this guy something because I, I'm spending too long here. And so I offered him and he basically laughed at me out of town. Um, really? And he was just wrong. Like he was way overcharging for for this stuff. He's like, that's a $3,000 camera and I was like, yeah, maybe like 30 years ago like now you get these for 30 bucks. And you stayed around? That's the problem, right? Like well cuz there were some lenses too. Like he okay. just he didn't he didn't know what his stuff was worth. Uh, he had way overvalued him. So, I'm leaving this house and I'm I'm looking on my garage sale treasure map app and I see a house not too far away that I wasn't even on my route. When I clicked on it, and I saw that it said department 56. Hmm. And I was like, I probably missed it. Like I spent like 15 minutes at this house oh, that's a horrible feeling. Hustling with this I'm guy. I'm feeling that
0: right now, what you just said.
1: And I'm just like, Ugh, I'm whatever. I'm gonna try it. So as I'm pulling up to the house, and and yeah, sometimes you're you're driving and like you're on the wrong side of the road and there's like no parking, and I'm trying to like get whipped around. <laughs> the entire front yard of this house and their their driveway is just department 56 boxes and then some other boxes and i could just see them and i'm like they're still here they're still here and i'm thinking of like orlando's like story of like picking up all of them and just bundling them together so i walk up luckily there's no other people there shopping at the time there's three ladies standing out front and i'm like hey how's it going i want to ask about them right away before anybody else shows up so i'm like wow how much for the department 56 stuff and they're like well you know we were gonna do like i don't know like Twenty dollars for the big ones,
0: and then maybe ten dollars for the little ones. That, wait, let me stop you real quick. That right there, if you're trying to figure out how to negotiate, that right there should tell you you have a negotiation power right away, right? Because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have a set number. They didn't have a set number. They didn't do the research. They didn't price it out. So
1: continue. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, what if I just bought all of it? And they were like, like all of it? And I was like, yeah, like like all of it. And then they're like, "Oh!" And then they all kind of huddled up, and I could hear them like, shh, shh, shh.
0: "And they're counting." And they're like, See, "Were you uh, like filled with anxiety?" At
1: oh that man, moment? I was probably sweating bullets. I'm like, "Oh man, please be a good number. Please be a good number. Please be a good number." And then she's like, "How about 300? And when she said three hundred, my heart like almost dropped. I almost just yelled out, "Like yes, I'll take it, right?" But I was like, mm. "So I, nobody else is there yet." And so I'm like, I, "I still have a little bit of time." Did you the awkward pause. I kind of was like. I, yeah, the nod kind of looked and I walked and I looked at a couple of them and I'm like, would you do 250? And I, I probably maybe I could have gone lower. I don't know. But but I felt like that was like already like if I could have gotten them for 300 would have left dancing. And she's like, yeah, no problem. And nice. I, I, I started like I was ready to do some like jumping jacks and I went into my car. I didn't have enough cash. Oh, really? You had that problem. I had I did not have enough cash. And so I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But I'm like, "These are younger, these are younger ladies. Like they're Venmo, right? Like they're on
0: Venmo." Like I, I thought they if have to. Our be. audience has older ladies too. Yeah, no, no, no not no a problem. No disrespect. It's just it, who use Venmo? Oh, great for you, right?
1: But like a lot of times when you go to garage sales, like if it's an older person at a garage sale, chances of them having Venmo. No, is I, agree. I agree. I no, no.
0: Right. I know people that are in their 20s are like Venmo what?
1: Exactly, right? Yeah. But I was like, I- I'm gonna shoot in the dark here. And I'm like, do you have Venmo? And they're like, yes. And I, I don't have it on my phone. Um, I probably should. But I had, so I'm like, let me call my wife. So I call my wife. I'm like, I need you to Venmo somebody $250. <laughs> right. And I can't explain on the phone. This is like a hostage situation. <laughs> like, why this money now? Yeah. Venmo this person. And so we do, we get it all loaded. Like my car is so full. Like they had to help me load up boxes. It was crazy. And as I'm about ready to leave, I'm like, you know what? And this is the part you don't even know.
0: Oh, I'm like, to
1: this do you mind? I said, I know I just like bought all this and like my car's Do you mind if I like look around a little bit? Cause like, I almost feel like at that point, like you almost got to get in your car and like drive away as fast as you can before they realize their prices. But I'm like, can I, You I'm just going to look around They're Like, yeah, go for it. Your door's already locked. You're good. Yeah. And so I start looking and there's some other stuff. And I I mentioned on the last podcast, I think about that Barbie, um, that was like, would have been worth a couple hundred bucks, but it was missing pieces. That's right. But I found this model car kit, right? Okay. And normally I don't mess with these, but this is a really big one. And I was like, it's interesting. It's open and a lot of the pieces were there, but like some of them had already been taken off and put into like little containers. And I look it up and this kit is going for like $500 if they're new and several hundred dollars even used, right? And I was like, here we go. How much for this kit? They're like, oh, $5. Bought it, right? $5? Barely got it to fit in my car. Yeah,
0: you did not tell me that part. Okay.
1: So five dollars. So, but I but I was thinking, like, I'm gonna open this up and it's gonna be missing a ton of pieces. I have no way of like I'm not gonna spend the hours it's gonna take to like count all of the m- pieces that are in yeah, here. Yeah. So what I did instead is I um I took pictures of what was inside and we got a ton of people right away asking, like, does it have this piece? Does it have these pieces? And we even put in the description, like. You are buying this knowing that it might not be complete. Like, it looks like it's well taken care of. I want to
0: read what you wrote. I saw what you wrote. I I thought it was pretty good. Can I share? Go for it. All right. You put. It looks complete, but not sure if all the parts are there. Some have been put into containers, and some are still attached to plastic pieces, and most still in plastic bags, but not really sure how to check if all pieces are there. No, you are buying this knowing it may be missing a few pieces.
1: Base is covered,
0: right? Like, they can't get it and say, this is incomplete.
1: And so, you may and so yeah provided more yeah I provided more because we got so many messages from people asking like does it have this does it have this does it have this and like I don't even know half of that they're like does it have the something another carburetor and I'm like I don't know right so what <laughs> I did instead is I I took my phone and I made a a quick video I just recorded myself like opening it up pulling out packages and and showing basically every angle that I could talking like it has this here are the bottles that are in here and i made like a 3 or 4 minute video that i uploaded to youtube and i put that link in the description and i sent it to the people that asked questions it sold to a guy in japan so it went global global shipping today and i sold nice. it for enough money that it paid for the entire department 56 buy
0: wow it sold for like 250 250 wow that is amazing global shipping i'm i keep saying this if people want it and they're willing to spend the money on these higher price items. They have the money to pay for the customs and all that. Yeah. So, it's, wow, that is just amazing. to think
1: that like as I was leaving, I asked like, "Do you mind and it's if it's done? It's done. You're it's, done. I, I, it's it's packed up. It's ready to go. I'm, I, I like." The feeling I got of like literally this last minute buy I got there literally paid for the entire department. So now everything I sell Department 56 is all just profit. And how many pieces of Department 56 do you think you have? I haven't even counted yet. Oh, and I forgot. To, I have another box I was supposed to bring today. Are, are I half
0: the studio totally is filled forgot. right now with Department 56. I don't
1: know. It's, I don't even know. It's, I want to say. I want to
0: count. More than 50 pieces.
1: Oh gosh, it's more than that. See that Home Depot box? I got another one full. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad the audience,
0: can't, it, our listeners can't see. But yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, it's probably like sixty plus pieces of Department Fifty Six, and even
0: if you sold, let's say bottom number ten dollars each profit, you're already talking about six hundred dollars profit. Yeah, it's gonna be way more than it's that. It's gonna be more. Than that. Wait, it, this is this is your biggest haul. It's it, it it literally
1: is is like my this is my best. Yeah, this is great. So and then just to think that like that five dollars to two fifty for that model car that I bought at that house, and I also bought a watch there. Um, and a knife there, and both of those things sold that same really. Week too. Yeah, so literally everything except for the department 56 is sold. I've made enough money off of the stuff that already sold that it paid for the department 56. So it, it's just a good feeling. Like, that is to me, that's what, what the garage sale thing is all about. Does that happen every time you go out? No, but if you go out every single weekend for a year, it's probably gonna happen to you
0: 100%. Let's rewind a little bit though. You probably had. Money, so it didn't cost you because you sold that calculator, but two weeks ago for about four hundred, yeah, it's like three seventy five. Okay, so you know, let's say you didn't do any thrifting or whatever, you did some of that, but that three seventy five technically paid for this, yep, right. So you're able to scale more, and now you're going to be able to scale more. Yep, it just it's it, if you keep pouring
1: in, we're we're some of you guys are already full time, and this we can't tell you how to run your budget and your your finances. Uh, but we're at a place right now where we're trying to live off our salaries and not touch anything in the eBay money. Occasionally we do some fun stuff. We're going to eBay open. We let we, the business pay for that. Right. But, um, we are trying to, every penny that comes into the business, reinvest it into the business until we get to the point where my wife stays home in December and then we'll start cutting ourselves a check from the business. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but until then, we're trying to build enough capital, enough inventory that we're we're not worried about it. So yeah, if you if you're at a place right now where you don't need to touch the eBay side hustle money, pour it all back into more inventory and keep scaling until you get to that place where now it's time to to cut a check.
0: 100%. What a story. Yeah, it was it's a good feeling, man. That is. All right, now top that. Okay. So I don't know if, well, I might be able to top that. Wow. I'm not i I'm not 100% sure. I said that kind of
1: being just, you know, joking, being
0: mean, but sounds yeah, it, like It's, you it's all perspective good. on this one. I think you got the better haul than I than I got. So, and again, we're not doing this to be braggadocious. It sounds very braggadocious right now, but. It's encouraging because I had how many weeks where I was like, wah, 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 Yeah, agreed. Or you're like, hey, how come Orlando, you know, you get these and I have not Now you have. I got it. So Saturday, went to the Garage Sailing. You know, the one where I saw you and I had some scores. I did have uh, one networking connection, which is very big. So and I'll ta- I'll share this because it ties into our story. So a lady there, uh, what they, what she did is she would sell Hawaiian. She would take Hawaiian shirts, cut them up and make like pennants out of them. Like, And so she was she wants to, you know, sell a few of these. And so after talking to her, we exchanged phone numbers and hopefully in a week I'm I'll be able to source a lot more Rain Spooner shirts. Nice. Right. But here's what's crazy. So I did, I did score and, and that was good. So hopefully that will be a hustle in the week, hustle of the week in three weeks based on and similar to my hustle of the week for this week. So I'm done with garage chilling that day. Drum roll. <laughs> I go home, chilling at home, you know, doing the Instagram story about what happened that day. Then I get this text and I'm like, what is, what, is, what? what is this text saying? Right? So the text starts off with, Orlando, I am selling more of my Harley shirts. You met me at a garage sale. And I go, wow, it's been a while. Thank you for contacting me. And I just remembered, like, wait, who is this? Because I dropped my business card everywhere, right? But then when he mentioned the town, I go, wait a second. It's been over a year. And actually they had a community garage sale in this location three weeks ago. And I showed up and I went past this person's house hoping that they were selling Harley stuff again. No, they weren't there. So then I go, Hey, so how many are you selling? Can I pass by? So they're like, you know, and I posted this on Instagram. So I'm telling the rest of the story. And you know, he's like, Oh, I got about 20 or 30 and I have like 10 that are brand new. I'm like, hmm, interesting. I go, awesome. Do you have other gear possibly? And he goes, what are you looking for? And I go, ha all Harley stuff. He goes, hey, why don't you come on by? So at that moment, so this is like noon. And it was like perfect timing because I had some other family things happening and I had like three hours of time. So he, he goes, yeah, I'm available by two. And this is like an hour away, right? So it's an hour away, you know, it's a drive. I just drove from that. I was nearby already like an hour ago. So, I'm like, I'm going to go and get in my car. I had to pack some eBay stuff to drop off, you know, trigger the algorithm on a Saturday. I had to get gas. So, I'm like, oh, what is going on? Like, I was about to say that my Saturday, I posted on Instagram that it was an okay Saturday and I love what I'm doing. I show up and, you know, I'm going to show you this after. It's in my car, unfortunately. And it's, and it's, oh, it's Sunday. So, it's not too bad. So, he has three. Harley leather vests, a Harley denim jacket, a Harley leather jacket. And he counted 36. And I I I feel bad because I counted them again. I think he has, I think it might have been 40. I'm not 100% sure. 40 Harley shirts, 10, I can't remember, 10 to 20 brand new Harley shirts, two belts, three wallets, five headgear, two pairs of jeans, brand new with tags. And then some other stuff. And I'm like, this is unreal. Is this happening right now? Right?" Because I just, I keep having these Harley hauls. And, you know, we're just talking and and he's like, hey, Orlando, so glad you made it out. You know, I really love what you do because I shared with him, I was a reseller. I told him I went full time. I want to spend time with my kids. And again, if you're worried about sharing that you're a reseller, I'm telling you, you're going to miss out on these opportunities because most of my major hauls have come like this. They've not been a garage sale or a thrift store. It's been somebody who has my business card or whom I talk to that contacts me and says, hey, Orlando, I have more stuff. Now, you might think they're going to want to charge you more, right? So here's what happened. So we're in there and he goes, yeah, I looked some of that stuff up. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, he looked them up. He goes, yeah, I know that this vest goes for 190 I know this goes for 160 I know this goes for $130. i am like, oh, okay. So he, he actually, item by item, calculates it. So he goes, you know what? Uh all right, so it's four hundred and ninety-three for all of it. What? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, first of all, I'm like what do you do, like 10% of what its value or something? I don't know. What I think he charged me, I think he was charging me for each of the shirts like eight bucks. And then he did some he just was like one twenty five for all the leather vests in his jacket. That's a score already. Yeah. Like crazy score. So, and actually, I'm going to share this on the IG story today. So, when this episode drops, it's going to be the IG story. Mm. So, you guys can verify all this happened. So, you know, I go, huh? you know, because I already had a number. So, my number was 300. Like, I didn't want to spend more than 300. I know it was a lot of stuff, but, and you got to be careful because there's a very thin line of like breaking a relationship by offering too low. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to, because there might be more opportunities. So, I asked him, I said, Hey, so is there going to be more stuff in the future? Because what the holdup was, was last time I wanted to buy some more. But uh, I think his wife was making blankets out of these Harley shirts. Mm, Yeah, I think you mentioned that. Remember that? That was a while back. So, you know, he was like, I just want to, I'm moving to another motorcycle and it's not Harley. And I just want to get rid of all my Harley stuff. So then I go, "Uh, you know what? Can we do 300? He's like, oh, I can't do 300. He's about, how about four? And then I go, can we do 350? And then he's like, I don't know about 350. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to lose the deal. How about we meet in the middle at 375? And he's like, yep, sold. Nice. Shakes my hand. And he actually gave me a bin too. I got bins. like He helped me put stuff in the bin. And then we just kept talking. And and he was... Uh, he was an older guy. He looked really young though. So we were sharing and just telling me about how his kids were like in their thirties like me. And I'm like, really? And I put, I had a foot in my mouth moment. Like I said something like, Oh, you could be my dad. And I'm like, why did I say that? But we were good. I mean, here's what happened. We had a great conversation the last time we had another great conversation and he goes, you know, I have some collectibles too, some Harley stuff. And they're over in my office. And so you know what, I'll contact you when I want when I'm gonna sell those in in like a few weeks or a month. I'm like, what? Nice. Really more? So Ranger 75. I definitely believe if I go bare minimum, I'm probably gonna make a thousand net. Probably gonna look like two thousand when I'm all done. It's gonna take some time. But again, $50 investment on business cards. Yeah. No, that's great. That's awesome. So, uh, anyways, future sales. Yeah. I share that with you guys. Like, it doesn't hurt to share that you're a reseller, except at Target, yeah. but and maybe some other shoe stores right now. And we'll talk about that another time. But it doesn't hurt to share. It doesn't hurt to have that business card. Make those connections because that's when you're going to get your bulk buys. Yeah. And I think a good
1: thing with a, a story like that is he looked it up on eBay and he saw that it's worth. Cause I feel like some people, when they hear that you resell, they get this idea that we're like, we are trying to rip people off right which is that's not the case at all um i heard something interesting about like talking about economics and it's kind of a long complicated idea but it's like that there's there's such thing as a real price but items don't have a real value like there's not a real value cuz if an item had that is, that's true. if an item had an actual real value then you couldn't exchange for and the example that was given was this um you pay a dollar for a newspaper right like it's just say like you go to you buy a newspaper you pay a dollar for it You're doing that because to you, that newspaper is worth more than the dollar is, right? The information. Now, the person who's selling you that newspaper to them, the dollar is worth more than the newspaper is, right? So there's Mm -hmm. really, it's not like that newspaper has a certain value because if it did, nobody would ever, that you wouldn't be in exchange. Really philosophically. But like, think about it. Like that guy knew that there was a price for those items that people sell, but to him, the value of having the money now was worth it to not have spend the time listing, spend the time. So when when we do reselling uh, and you're buying from people, like, yeah, you, you want to get good deals when you can. Uh, but, but it comes down to the fact that people can even know that something is worth more money on eBay. They just know they're not going to spend the time. And I think you even do that with some of your your strategies when you're negotiating with people is, is say, like, do you really want to list it and wait eight months or two years for it to sell and then have to ship it? And then,
0: you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a process. Are you really attached to this item? Yeah. Like, is this something, you know, really means a lot to you?
1: Like, yeah, you could sell it for for five times what you're going to sell it to me for, but you could have the
0: money right now and never think about it again. Well, and, and there's also the other personal touch part of this where he knew my context, Yeah. right? So his ROI, right? You might say, he, wow, you you know, you you know ended up getting a great score, but he ended up losing. I don't think he lost. Yeah, it's not a zero-sum game. I um, mean, he told me, he goes, you know what? I'd rather sell this to you than at a garage sale because I know you, you know take care of your family. This is what you do for a living. And I don't mind helping you. Right. And so he was all about it. Right. So he got his ROI, you know, his return on investment was the happiness he gained from knowing that it's going to someone that cares about the stuff that's going to sell it. That's going to, in the end, help somebody else out by providing for their family. And he walks away knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a zero sum
1: game. It's not like there's one person that wins another person that loses like both parties walk away if it's done right, and both parties walk away richer from the experience, so Agreed. that's good stuff. So, wow, what a week! <laughs> Hopefully, oh. we can top that in a couple of weeks. Mic drop! Right? <laughs> Mic like, all right, feels podcast, we're done. Like that, we've we've made it.
0: We yeah. just, but we do have Possible. to sell the stuff though. So yeah. right now, we just have inventory reserves. <laughs> Lots of inventory. <laughs> Lots reserve. of inventory, which reserve. is good stuff. It's a good problem to have. It's good stuff. All right, all right. bolo, bolo. Right, I'll go first this time. What you got for me? So, look for rare bags that are only made at certain locations. <laughs> so let me give you an example. So this last bag I sold was a Frost River bag that I sold for 50 But Frost River bags are only made in Duluth, Minnesota, and they're handmade, right? So if you come across this, and it's very rare. They will sell for money, right? There's value to it. Um, also, have you ever heard of Hartman, Hartman is another good brand, H-A-R-T-M-A-N-N. And Harman stuff sells for good money, but and pretty much all of it, even if it's worn right, because people are looking for certain styles now that is not as unique as the frost River, But what I will tell you is when you find a unique brand, right, you want to make sure you look it up. Don't you know, Harman is stuff that's like sold in Macy's, right? But it does cost money to make, okay? So, and it doesn't mean that you know it only has to be made in the USA, right? Hartman is, you know, pretty expensive stuff. And one of my biggest hustles of the week before we ever did the podcast was a Hartman briefcase that I paid $2 for and it was worn, but somebody wanted it cause it was unique. It was hard to find. And they paid, I want to say I sold it for $200, right? So keep an eye for those items because again, right? Those are more the rare, right? So Jansport will still sell. There's other items that will sell. You know, so I gave you kind of two different things, but keep an eye because especially now, you know, that people need a travel and their specific guidelines and everybody has like the same old, same old. People want unique and they want different, right? So keep it's an like, eye.
1: It's like when I was in the airport and I saw some, a family walking with Louis Vuitton luggage. Seriously? Louis Vuitton luggage? You know what they do to luggage in the, in the airplanes, man, those things get beat up, but people people do want unique. So that's true.
0: But anyways, just keep an eye. I know it's, it's, it's not as vague a Bolo, but I gave you two specifics, right? Frost river, right. And Hartman with two N's definitely things to keep an eye for. Hard to find, but if you find the money,
1: I'll I'll be looking for it. That's for sure. My Bolo is weird. Okay. Before I give my Bolo though, I want to say I, I, I could see you on a Harley. You know what? Especially since you're growing out the goatee and, yeah. you know, like, you got the Harley gear. Like, you should get a Harley. Like, you should, you should, you should, you, should do. you should set aside a specific fund where every penny that comes from Harley profits goes into until you have enough to no, buy a Harley outfit. No, that's off it. not,
0: no, because I'm running lean. I'm running super lean. Like, I will not, you know, Harley would be just like a status symbol thing for me because it would look cool. And, it, you know what I mean? It's funny. You said that because... I texted one of our, one of my friends and I said, Hey man, look at this hall. You know, did you go to garage sales? And I told him and he's like, you know what? You need a Harley. He said the same thing. And actually the guy that sold me all that was selling his Harley too. And he offered me the Harley, but I I can't do it. I can't do it because I'm running, I'm going to run lean until things get mean. I can see that, but the Ben, okay. So. Harley is
1: is definitely an expensive brand of, of motorcycles, and a lot of it is is the name you're buying. Uh, but man, if you want to talk about like gas saving, if you're not sourcing and you're just driving around, how am I going to do garage sales in
0: a Harley? Okay, I'm. That's why I, it would be a luxury be vehicle because. Uh, why? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, okay. Fair enough. So I'll roll my Honda Pilot. I'll put a Harley's a Harley uh, sticker on my on my. No, mm, I won't. I won't do that. Anyways, all right, all right. Share with Bolo. Bolo. All right, here we go. This one's weird. It's bizarre. I never even
1: thought about it until I bought one this week uh, at a garage sale. Uh, you know what uh, CPAP machines are? I do. I probably need one, but I refuse to. Yeah, so so um, I had no idea what this thing was. I mean, I know what CPAP machines are, but I was at a garage sale and I see one in a box and it's like got all the tubes coming out of it and everything. And I was like, I'm just going to look it up. And I looked it up and this brand, this model used, we're going for close to $200.
0: Interesting. I'm like,
1: wow. It's the thing that
0: help you sleep, right? Yeah.
1: So if if you've got like sleep apnea, uh, if you've got breathing issues specifically, it's for breathing. So, um, I, I can't lay on my back when I sleep. If I lay on my back, my breathing gets messed up, ends up causing nightmares because like my, my brain doesn't get enough oxygen. It starts to panic. Um, so some people struggle with that. Like a lot of times if you snore a lot, it's the same thing. It's because, you know, part of your, the, Something is like collapsing in your airway. And so you're not getting enough oxygen when you sleep. So the CPAP machines like basically force air into your lungs and help you to sleep. So um, this is like a medical condition that people have. And so I've sold some medical equipment in the past. And I look up the CPAP machine and it's selling for a lot. And I asked the guy and and he didn't want to go really low. There was another item that he had, like a a Wi-Fi thing. What
0: made you look at this again? I'm just crazy. It was like. You talk about you, you're not naive anymore, but this is what you've been talking about. Like, you just were like interested. It was, it was
1: the second house that I went to the day. The first house I went to didn't have a lot. It was still super early. People were setting up. So I was like, you know what? I want to find something good. And I found this Wi-Fi thing that was worth a lot of money. And so I see the CPAP machine. It's worth a lot too. They didn't have, part of it was they didn't have a lot of stuff out. And so it didn't take long to like look up several things. And it was kind of funny because I was able to get the guy to budge from $75 down to 50 on accident. Like I was going to buy both items for 75. uh, But I was like doing the calculations in my head of like, okay, if I can sell this for this and this for this. And he took my calculations as the silent treatment that we talk about. And he's like, okay, fine. 50. (laughs) I was like, I was about ready to say, okay, I could do 75, but I was nothing. I didn't say anything. And so it dropped back down to 50. And so, uh, but anyways, the CPAP machine goes for a couple hundred bucks. Um, and and it, what he said something, the reason why this is a is he said something that, that, that sparked my attention. He said, "I, this is a great machine. It works good. He goes, it's just my insurance. It was time for me to get an upgrade. So they sent me a new one. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, well, certain people's insurance, just upgrade them every so often. So that means there are people out there sitting on old CPAP machines just because their insurance sent them a new one. And so there's potentially a market for it. You might be able to find more people at garage sales or, yep, yeah, go ahead. What do you got for me?
0: Okay. So our, our podcasts are very organic, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So
1: warning. Is this illegal to sell?
0: Maybe. Oh no. <laughs> so here's the thing. this is how, So we haven't really talked about this at all, right? I, I didn't know he got it, but it never registered. Like, I didn't think he was going to announce it as Hustle of the Week. Right? As a Bolo. As a Bolo. So, Mike, I'm not 100% sure it's allowed to be sold on eBay. There's a lot of them that have sold. No, I know. But that's the thing with eBay. Some things make it through. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, do your research. If it's all good. Double check. Yeah. It's all good. You're going to make some money. If not, you're just going to have to sell it local. So I'm not, so I don't want, the reason we, I said this is I don't want to put out misinformation, right? Because I, some medical devices are good some are not. And if you go into forums, it's a rabbit hole. Mm. Like even right now we're talking, I'm trying to find like the official line. Like it's too hard right now. Like no. it's going to take a, a, you know, about a half hour to look, uh, you know, if it's, it's approved, but it could be a bolo. Hey, I
1: mean, if you just go off of forums when I first started looking up retail arbitrage, I can't tell you how many, almost every single thing said you can't do it. Yep. You're not allowed to do it. You know? So you never know. You got to you gotta look it up yourself, find out what the official rules are, and, and
0: good to go. So, so hopefully we'll, I can sell it. We'll update you.
1: So be on the lookout for them, but don't necessarily buy it until you know for sure.
0: <laughs> hey, we got to be real, right? We got to be real. That's right? So, And we got to be relevant because maybe the rules have changed and you're allowed to, or maybe it's certain models. Or I mean, th- there's so many... You know different things that ebay may say no to and yes to so yeah
1: let us know um and again maybe it's one of those things you sell for for parts or you know and and you have to have certain disclaimer in there like i don't know is this
0: is a medical equipment but like, here, here, here's the reason i say that you sit you're on risk because ebay so for instance i listed uh a new york police department jacket right and so I, this is why i wanted to share this because so on ebay they have a thing like they tell you what's allowed and what's not allowed, right? So it's kind of interesting because let's go to police stuff. So they share, right? They go, what's allowed? Fake novelty or clearly unofficial badges such as plastic or cartoon badges. Cool uh, This is for badges, right? But let's say it's uniforms. Okay. So for, on uniforms, they allow novelty hats or shirts. Even if they say police or sheriff or SWAT, it's okay. They say that police uniform accessories that are not department issued are okay. Shoulder patches, police uniforms, or jackets are okay. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. So you can't have something that's officially right, but you can have a badge, which wouldn't it make it official?
1: Not if it, it has to be a plastic badge. It has to be a novelty
0: badge. No, not here. It says shoulder patches for police uniforms or jackets. A shoulder patch. Shoulder patch, right? Okay. Right, but restricted are components of police. But here's the thing. If it's vintage, Sometimes you can, Hmm. right? So I don't know. I listed mine as novelty, costume, and hopefully I'm okay. Gotcha. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, you know, but you got to be careful. That's all I'm saying, because eBay, sometimes they're gray, because I think I shared this like several podcasts ago. It's easier to be gray. So then if you want to flex, and not flex, if you want to be flexible, you can be flexible, right? If you put in black and white, you know, it kind of limits people. So, anyways, just be aware. It's good it, stuff. That's Mike's bolo. Our bolo is also education.
1: That's right. So let us know. Maybe you've run into that that issue. You've uh, specific medical devices. Have you been able to sell? Uh, would you sell it? Right? I know. I know you don't like to sell baby stuff just because of potential, you know, liabilities. So. I pass
0: in Harley helmets on that haul too.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Just because I didn't, you know.
0: You just never know.
1: You don't want someone's life in your hands. True. Right. That's Which I
0: probably would have made awesome money on those Harley. Yeah. So. All right. What are you looking forward to?
1: Um, man, a lot of things. One thing I forgot to mention a couple of podcasts ago. My wife got um, on me on it. She's like, I can't believe you didn't say anything. So I promised her I would say it this time. Um, remember when you asked uh, about uh, Apple Watches? Yes. If people like them? Yes. I bought my wife an Apple Watch a couple of years ago. And she loves it. Really? Like, and, and I didn't mention it partially because I, I, I'm not. But a huge it's because fan of you Apple. bought it for her,
0: though. No, would she have she, bought it for herself?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I, she wanted one. She wanted one. But but you know how when you mention that, a lot of people are kind of like, I don't know if I would buy it for myself. If she didn't have one, if this one broke, she'd buy another one. Like, okay. She okay. uses it, and one of the things she mentioned is like it is so much easier to get notifications. She does so much of our eBay business just because of her watch. Like she's at work. And doesn't always have her phone right on her and she'll get a notification like, oh, just got an eBay message and then she'll go get her phone. Right. So she's not missing stuff that she might miss for watches or if her phone is on silent. So okay. just, just throwing that out there. Um, uh, Some people do like their Apple watches, but what am I looking forward to this week? Uh, this is just, it's, i talked about it at the beginning of the episode, going and picking up that uh, the fifth wheel is going to be, it's just, it's a new chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's really what it feels like. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm only going to be able to do garage sales from like six to eight. Cause we have to leave my house around eight fifteen to go pick this thing up uh, or fill out
0: the paperwork for it.
1: Uh, but so I've only got a I'm little bit of time. I'm celebrating that I have that time
0: that you're away from garage sales.
1: Yeah. So uh, less competition from eight fifteen on just so you guys know in the San Diego area. Uh, I might
0: miss a flight and not make it back. <laughs> so,
1: but, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think I think it's gonna be awesome. It's it's one of those things where like, you know, you look, you think about something in the future, and then when you actually see it come to fruition, it's so awesome. It's, it's awesome. So congrats. Yeah, thank Seriously, you. Seriously, it's
0: gonna be awesome. All right. So I have a big retail arbitrage trip happening. So I'm flying out in a couple of days. I'm going to an undisclosed location. Whoa and uh i'm hoping to source for two straight days pack for two straight days and ship out to amazon warehouse for two straight days that sounds tense so by the time this episode drops i will be at that undisclosed location my only concern is that this undisclosed location will a be flooded with other resellers b will already have the inventory i'm looking for no longer there so and I'm going to be, the part of it's going to be, you know, also traveling. So I'm excited about it just because I'm trying to get ready for Prime Day. I'm also looking forward to listing more of my, I would say, hard, good, unique items. So that those Lionel trains, my hustle of the week from episode three or something. <laughs> like I finally got them out. Now I have to organize them, get the right boxes connected to them and sell them. And some pieces are going for $300. Some are going for $50 to $100. Wow. But I should make good profits. So I'm looking forward to getting those listed and giving you guys an update by the next podcast. It's good stuff. So man, I feel like we talked about a lot of things this podcast. It's a good, good podcast. So, it's good. anyways, hey, thank you all for your support. Hey, make sure you are doing what you can to stop that summer slowdown and make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling.